Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on the Broomstick. Hi, and welcome to Back on the Broomstick. Tonight, we're talking about a very special goddess, a very popular goddess. She is the goddess of transitions, of liminality, of crossroads, the goddess of witchcraft and magic. Why are you making her sound like some fluffy, happy lady? Oh, no, she's also the goddess of necromancy and of death, the crescent moon and ghosts. And of whooping your ass. Absolutely. And to me, she's actually the goddess of best friends, of ride or die best friends. And I'll explain why a little later in the episode. But before we get too far, I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And guess who we're talking about? Can you guess? We're talking about Hecate. You know, I would like to just quick start with people pronounce it differently. You might also hear Hecate. Or Hecate with no H. I think that's more of the Greek pronunciation, but I don't know. I know that she is a big trend right now. She has been for a couple years. We'll, we'll get into that in a few, but I have actually been a priestess of Hecate for, oh shit, what, 20, 25 years? Yeah, since and shortly after I met you. Her and I are tight, but she is definitely not a fuck around and find out kind of goddess. She is not. And honestly, I'm kind of loving how popular she is right now, mostly because to me, that kind of signifies that now is the time of witches, you know, that now is witchcraft rising. If Hecate is in everybody's minds and on everyone's lips, maybe that means that witchcraft is coming into its own. Well, I kind of have a whole different perspective. I'm looking at it actually as validating. As you know, over the years, I got a lot of shit from a lot of pagans (laughs) for being aligned with Hecate, and it's validating. I remember, I'm going to tell a story on you, Shell. Okay. And I remember back in the day, you were being called to Hecate very strongly. But at that time in the late 90s, the crone in the crossroads, that was the main depiction that you would see of her anywhere. Uh, She looked like the elder Greek lady in the robes with the torch and the dogs, but always a crone. And you kept saying, that's not what I'm seeing. She's coming to me as this young woman. I see three young women or one young woman. And everyone was like, no, no, no. And you saw a picture of her and you're like, that's the Hecate. I know that's the one that's coming to me. And people kept giving you shit. And now that's the only depiction that we see. Right. And she's always been both. She is both the crone and the young goddess. She is... She has multiple forms. I don't know why, but back in the in the 90s, she was only allowed to be that hag, quote unquote. And I never got that. I kind of more, you know, like this gorgeous kind of warrior princess, whoop your ass in a heartbeat. And I never let people get me down. And I, I, I stuck to my vision and and my connection and I never let anybody sway my connection with Hikate. And 
A, I'm proud of myself. B, I laugh that now that's how people depict her. But most importantly, I find this huge attraction to her right now validating. She is such a powerful figure for today, I think, and for today's witches. I love that she's kind of everywhere. Well, and I think that part of the reason that people kind of, I don't want to say looked down on me back then, but gave me a lot of shit about it was Hikate is anything but fluffy in love. Okay. Very true. Um, and I almost think that I got a lot of shit for it because she was, I don't want to say darker, but more serious. I really love that you stuck to your guns on that one because that's how she appeared to you. And right. that's the energy that was coming to you. And you weren't willing to let other people's ideas, even back then, sway you. And I think right. that that's something that we can all remember now because deity, this type of energy, isn't always going to come to you the same way it does to someone else. And that doesn't invalidate your experience. Well, and I also had her whispering in my ear, being like, fuck those people. <laughs> that and, sounds you know, like Hikate. <laughs> Hikate is, is kind of the boss. So yeah, fuck those people. I mean, everybody's connection and experience with deity is different. If you don't like mine, great. I didn't ask your opinion. Now, Hikate is a Greek goddess, and she is a dual goddess because she does appear both as a young maiden, very powerful, sometimes as a mother. She's also depicted as a crone very often because she is the queen of wisdom, of witchcraft, of necromancy, of the dark moon. Well, as you're aware, um, she is often depicted with kind of like three faces or three forms. Yes. I've always looked at it as she is the queen of witches. So she can come to you as the maiden, the warrior, the mother, the carer, or the crone, the wise person. Almost like I look at her as she's going to come to you in the form that you need at the moment. She is a she is a triple formed goddess because she is the goddess of the crossroads. She is right. the keeper of doorways. She is the keeper of liminal spaces. She stands as three people back to back or three faces all looking outward so that she can see everything coming. She stands in the center of that crossroads as a guardian, as a guide. And that way, as three forms, she's able to see everything. And so that's why she's a three formed, not necessarily the triple goddess. Although in modern times, she's now seen very much in correlation to the triple moon and the triple goddess. Her form is actually that of three maidens standing in the center of the crossroads so that she can see everything. And also, she was kind of the keeper of the doorway to the underworld. And that like triple form guarding the doorway to the underworld. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I love this is okay. This is where the ride or die comes in. I love this part. <laughs> so as you know, Hakate was the one who saw Persephone being pulled down into the underworld. Right. right. She sees this kidnapping, right? And so she's helping Demeter, her bestie. She grabs a torch and goes with Demeter the whole world round not sleeping, not stopping, helping to find Demeter's daughter Persephone and never gave up. She found her with Hades in the underworld and helped to negotiate to bring her back to her mother. Even better, 
She fucking goes with Persephone every year, carrying a torch and bringing her nymphs to the underworld to make sure that Persephone is safe so that Demeter doesn't have to worry. Dude, I would do that for you. Fuck yeah, I'd do that for you. Absolutely. So to me, she is, I know she's tough, but she's also the personification of best friends. Well, and, uh, you know, I've made some wacky decisions in my life, as you know. Oh, you know. No. Right? And, (laughs) you know, I can be a little cray-cray. Little. She is the one who kind of gets you back on track, you know. Hey, you're fucking up. Get back on track. And with the Persephone and Demeter thing, I look at it as she was trying to keep that going. I'm going to go. I'm going to help, knowing that, you know, they'll come out of the underworld with both Demeter and Persephone, but knowing that it'll cycle back again. And she's going to stand there in the doorway to make Garden. sure. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think that's just such a cool story for her. I never thought of it as like a busty thing, but you're totally right. You're totally <laughs> on to something with that. Oh, yeah. Hecate and Demeter, they're tight. Thickest thieves. <laughs> Absolutely. So some of her symbols that you'll see very often are dogs, particularly black dogs, although I know she does not appear to you with dogs. Right. But I think that is just because I'm not a dog person. (laughs) Don't tell Hikaki that. (laughs) So not just dogs, but torches. In particular, one of my favorite herbs I recently learned is called the torch of Hikate. So the mullen plant, which I love as a tea and also to smoke along with cannabis, has a very long, tall flower, a center stem flower that has yellow flowers on it. And you can actually break that off, roll it or dip it in wax and burn it as a torch. And it's often Ooh. called Hecate's candle or Hecate's torch. So we're going to have a information on how to do that. And if I can get some, I'll see if we can post some pictures of us doing it. But yeah, so I just recently found that out. So that is one of her plants. One thing um, I I did learn years ago, and, you know, I'm not a dog person. I'm a cat person. Don't judge me. So I always had a hard time with with the three dogs or the, the three-headed dogs. And I did come to find out that she was also occasionally known to travel with an owl. So I have tried to kind of embrace the owl because I have a harder time with the, you know, dog thing. She'll also be represented sometimes by serpents uh, as rays of the moon. Sometimes you'll actually see her depicted like with a serpent around her, almost like a belt. Like the the serpent is wrapped around her waist. I want a snake belt. That'd be pretty cool. Right. (laughs) She's also, of course, very popularly associated with crossroads and with keys. And also hidden knowledge, which, you know, we're all fans of that. One one aspect uh, of her, she is a protector you know, kind of circling back to her BFF, Demeter. And I think that that aspect of her is kind of what stuck with me all these years. You know, I might create my own shit and maybe I needed to be protected from myself sometimes. But my relationship with Hikate was sometimes what got me through shit. Almost like knowing someone's got your back. She is fiercely protective of her devotees. And I always knew if I was done wrong, she'd handle my shit. I've seen that in action, actually. Right. right. <laughs> now, how did you know? I remember when we were first researching goddesses and studying witchcraft together, you learned from several different goddesses. You worked from, with several different deities. And then you came to Hikate. How did she 
come to you? How did you know to worship with Hecate? Well, you know, I have this love with all things Celtic, you know, I, Britain, Ireland, you know, Welsh stuff, Scottish stuff. Like I am all about UK stuff. And I wasn't connecting with any Celtic deity. I mean, I gave it a good effort. I even went as far as trying to connect with Mab, which I know is a, a favorite of yours. And one of our old coven mates kind of turned me on to Pele. And I really... Definitely not Celtic. <laughs> right, right. But I liked the, the Pele vibe, but I almost felt like I wasn't allowed to have that be my thing. I feel like I had to live in the Pacific and, and live the life. Yeah, she let you so far and no further, kind of. Yeah, like I have to live the volcanic life to live the Pele life. And I, I didn't feel worthy, but I kind of liked, I mean, maybe darker vibe isn't the right word, but kind of that more. Well, to be honest, Shell, you are definitely a no nonsense kind of person. Right. I wouldn't say that you have a, a darker vibe, but you definitely have a very real, upfront, honest vibe. And you you resonate with deity that kind of does that same thing. And I mean, I know that that sometimes I can come across on, on the podcast as like the, the fun joker one. But if you want sugar-coated bullshit, I am not the one to be asking. Not you. I tell you how it is. And if you didn't want to know, you shouldn't have asked kind of person. And That's what I love about you. That's kind of what I look for in my deities. Is that mm-hmm. weird? Exactly. No, exactly. That makes sense. Pele wasn't a perfect fit. It was a good fit, but not a perfect fit. And I've pulled on her in the past. But remember, I had that book. Can't remember the author. I know you'll put it in the notes. And I was looking for someone Pele-like, but Celtic. And one night I was dreaming. When I was a kid in, in my old childhood house, we had those old skeleton keys. And I just kept dreaming about those damn keys. I always loved them and I couldn't figure it out. And I remember talking to one of our old uh, coven mates was like, you know, I keep dreaming of these freaking keys all the time. What the hell does that mean? Because one thing that is not my forte is dream interpretation. She was like, well, look up keys. I did some research and she knew I was kind of struggling with the whole deity thing. And she's like, you know, you know who uh, uses keys as a symbol, by the way. And she brought me on to Hikate and I I looked it up and I was like, you know, kind of Pele like. (laughs) And I fought it for a while because it wasn't Celtic, because I don't lean in the Greek stuff, really. But I couldn't shake her. And I don't want to say I've made her Celtic in my own mind, but kind (laughs) of. Kind of. She's universal. I really think she's truly, especially nowadays, she's truly universal. I mean, there's even a holiday, which just happens to be the day we're recording. Today is Hecate's day. That's right. Today is Hecate night, the feast of Hecate. From sunset November 16th until sunset the next day, you worship and celebrate Hecate. Light fires for her, leave offerings at crossroads for her, leave out keys for her. Although any offerings that you leave at a crossroads, make sure it's something that you can leave there for good because you're not supposed to look back after you leave the offering. Don't look well, back. Well, and you know, you don't want to be leaving, you know, your random house key at a crossroads either. No. <laughs> not in this day and age. 
we've talked before about putting out cookies in the shape of keys because Hecate loves honey and sweet things. So you can make cookies and kind of two birds, one stone right there and leave those at the crossroads. Well, I kind of feel like her and I over the last 20 some odd years, she knows my vibe. I know her vibe. And I actually suggested this to you earlier today or maybe yesterday. I don't remember when. Draw a key on a piece of paper. Oh, you did that to me yesterday. Biodegradable, first of all. No one's breaking into your house because you left your key. But because she knows me and I know her, I leave a sprinkle of tobacco because don't judge me, I'm a smoker, and a little sprinkle of marijuana and a paper key. Now, this past weekend, we were together. Right. We, We were drinking some tea. That you had gotten from Black Cat Curiosity Shop in Salem, Massachusetts. We are not affiliated with them, but we love their tea. Oh, yeah. This is not sponsored by them, but oh, my gosh, they're amazing. The tea is fantastic. So we were drinking some delicious, yummy tea. And at the end, of course, because Shell is a beginning tea master, I handed her my cup and said, read my tea leaves. Now, this was before we talked about anything related to Hikate or today or anything This was just random, random. you know, what does my tea say? And I said, you know, that looks like a lock. And in my mind, you know, the, where the skeleton key Mm -hmm. goes, it looked like a, like a skeleton key lock. And you did not (laughs) know that for the last couple of weeks, I have been seeing subtle signs that Hecate has kind of been reaching out. Have you? Because you didn't tell me that. Because I did not. If you would have told me that beforehand, I would have been like, dude, Saddle up because you're going through. <laughs> so just little subtle things. And so when you said lock, I started thinking this is again, Hikate kind of being not so subtle and making a connection to make it worse when we were discussing this episode and some of the technical issues and things that I have had this past week, Shell had the bright idea. She out of the blue says, you need to leave a key, a paper key for Hikate at a crossroads. I had already been thinking about making an offering to her. And I was like, all right, I'll make a paper key. I look to my left and on my desk is a pile of business cards that I got from the Pagan Pride Day this past summer. And on the top of it is a sticker from a business that has an old fashioned skeleton key, a paper key right there that you had never seen. No, no, you guys, you don't even understand. She texted me a picture of this. And I was like, what the holy hell? She'll tell you, all I responded back to her text was hail Hikate. Hail Hikate. So of course I made the offering. But yes, the point is a paper key is fabulous, especially if you use like tissue paper, you can cut it out. You can write your affirmation on it. You can write your offering on it. And then it's, it's biodegradable. You don't have to worry about it. Hikate also likes garlic and dogs. Make yourself some homemade dog treats with honey and garlic and peanut butter and oats and put those in the shape of a key or a torch or a crescent moon and leave those at a crossroads in the woods. Hey, all you witches, pagans, heathens, and magical souls. Future Layla here with a little bit of an update. One of our listeners let us know that garlic in large amounts can be toxic to dogs. So after checking around with our veterinary friends, we discovered that small amounts might be okay, but larger amounts definitely are not. Research has shown that one to two cloves of garlic per pound of body weight in a dog can be harmful. I'll include links from the American Kennel Club's website, as well as from BMC Veterinary Research in the show notes. 
So please check with your vets and use caution, better safe than sorry. And as far as like stones and crystals, you know, I love little rocks, moonstone, uh, onyx, hematite, smoky quartz, kind of like darker stones. Um, Her color is black. I love black. It's very slimming. (laughs) I actually associate moldavite with her because it's such a stone that brings so much change to people. And she is very much about having you accept your shadow side and, and to face your fears and to, to have action and to do things. And Moldavite seems to really motivate people to do that too. So I don't know if it's correct or not, but I really see Moldavite as a, as a stone of Hecate. Now, you want to think of Hecate as like your strict aunt. Who, oh, I like that. The ones that's going to kick you in the ass when you're doing something wrong, but it's going to, you know, give you a hug and help you get through it too. Right. She's going to sit there and watch you crash and burn and then tend to your wounds afterwards. But breakups, relationship ending, you know, that is so common in the world. I wish it wasn't. I have to say two divorces with Hikate. Don't know how I did it without her. She's the one who's like, you know, you ain't crying in bed. Get up, get your ass up, put on your damn big girl pants and handle your shit. She is not a soothing deity, more of a get up and do what you got to do. You can handle it. You're strong enough. You got what it takes. Just fucking do it. She's not one to coddle you. And I find it really humorous that after my first divorce, my ex-husband, who is also pagan, like a couple of years after our divorce, somehow got the call of Hikate. She wasn't done with him. It, it was almost like he was like a, a, a pseudo follower because we were married. And she wasn't done with him after the, after the divorce. He still had lessons to learn that she was going to make sure he learned. Right, right. And you and I and him have talked about that. I don't know if you ever got that connection of me kind of giggling in the background, but I almost feel like in the beginning, she was probably coming to both of us and he just didn't realize it until after. More than likely. You know, honestly, for divorces and things like relationship breakups, she's an amazing goddess for that time because that is a liminal space in your life. That's very much a between time where you're crossing a threshold from one part of your life into another. And she is nothing if not the goddess of those thresholds and those liminal spaces. So she can very much help you in that transition space. Well, as much as she will, she will guide you through it. She's also the one that is going to make you face harsh realities and truths, whether you like it. Wants you to grow through it. Right. I mean, she isn't letting you hide and, and sugarcoat your bullshit. She's like, here it is. Love it or leave it. But deal. Gee, that sounds like someone I know. Gosh, I wonder who that could be. Shell. You? you? Mm, no. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> right. I that right back at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's definitely not one to play with. No, no, she's not. But if she comes to you, she comes to you. If you're interested in her, study her. She loves learning. She loves knowledge. You don't have to... If you want to worship a goddess or work with a goddess or any deity, you don't have to explicitly have their name flash in front of your face in neon lights. You just have to have an interest. Right. Also remember, you can look into 
like the book I had, 10,000 Goddesses and Gods. I mean, you're not tied to picking one, only one. It worked out for me, but maybe you like four or five and, you know, whatever works for you. I tend to be a serial monogamist with my deities. I go for <laughs> I go for long periods of time. Like I will study with a, a deity sometimes for just a very short period of time, you know, maybe a month or three months. But I often like to at least dedicate myself for like the traditional quote unquote year and a day right. to do study and worship with that deity. But oftentimes it usually will be like three years, five years, and then I'll I'll choose another deity that I'd like to. And it it very much corresponds to you know, I'll be in my Caridwin era or I'll be in my Morgane era. Or Yeah, but I, I have a problem with that, though. I, I've tried that. I thought this was, you know, way back 25 years ago. I thought, OK, you know, I'll work with her for a few years and then we'll move on. She said no. <laughs> and that's going to happen, too. That happens for some people. I, I've tried and, and she says no. And now you know, 25 years on, we've talked about how I have found a glorious, wonderful, perfect coven here in Salem. Finally, you know, they're kind of like, Hey, you know, could you maybe look into a Welsh goddess? And I can just hear Hecate in my mind saying, I got my claws in you woman. So I am going to have two because <laughs> she 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 isn't letting me move on from her. And that's okay, too. You know, I often work with multiple deities. I have not worked with one as closely as you have for as long as you have, but I have worked with some off and on over that time period. So both are perfectly valid. You can be a disciple of just one deity or one pantheon. Or ten. Exactly. Or you can switch back and forth. You could, like I am, be a little bit of a serial monogamist and go back and forth with them. And I know we haven't really, you know, we, we keep saying, you know, goddess, but that is equally the same for gods. But again, I've kind of stuck with the green man, Kernunos. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. Hey, we'll have to do an episode on some of the different gods. That'll be cool. Yeah. But, you know, with Hecate, how you perceive her isn't necessarily going to be, you know, how she comes to me might not be how she comes to you. And that doesn't negate your view of her. You know, I love that the internet is kind of portraying her like, I don't know what to say, a hot mama, sexy Hikate. But I like that only because it is that non-crone version that I connected with and that I love so much. You know, she she's like your your strict aunt or your grandma that makes you follow the rules or... You know, your cousin that is always whispering in your ear, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> right. And, you know, I feel like there has been times where I've heard Hikate say, are you sure you want to do that? I don't want to say sometimes I'm scared of her, but sometimes I'm scared of her. Any deity that makes you look at the dark side of yourself and handle it is scary. That can be very scary to people. It, it's a lot. And she can be a lot. I know you like labyrinths. And that is also one of her things. And she makes you go into yourself and go deep. And if, if you don't like soul searching and going deep, you, you need to not deal with Hikate because, you know, shadow work is such a big thing right now. She is going to pull you into shadows that you didn't even want to go into. Okay. Exactly. And make you face them with her torch. But hold your hand 
while you get through it. Yeah. I'm going to make you do it, but I'm going to be here with you. Exactly. Just like she is for Persephone. You know, she's down there with her torch, with her nymphs. She's guiding the souls of the dead while she watches over Persephone while she's in the underworld. That's just cool. But she'll be damned if you think you're going to ignore it and not do it. Yeah. She will not let you take the easy way out. That's for sure. I also look at her as she has the ability to kind of speed up karma. Ooh. I don't know if that's just a me thing or a general thing with her, but she will get your karma back to you if that's what you need to get back on track, which I say it now, like, oh, no big deal. But when she has done that to me, I've been pissed off. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. It's like it's like your 29 return when everything starts to come back at you. You know, Hecate right? does the same thing. It can be very difficult, rewarding, but difficult and certainly a pain in the ass while you're doing it. But yeah, she's all about tough love. And if if you're not into tough love, you need to keep looking. Some of the best times to worship her are the dark moon and the new moon. The 30th of the month is often reserved as a night for Hecate. And of course, like we said, November 16th, which is the Feast of Hecate. Now, I've heard this before, honestly, just in the last few years. I I can't really say more than five years or so that I personally have heard of this particular feast. I never really knew back in the day anyone who celebrated this, not even you who was all into Hecate. So I started researching this holiday for the episode. And it seems to be one of those things that has been made up rather recently. Nobody really knows the history of it. Can I just tell you a really funny thing about this? Yeah. I have for a billion years known about Hecate's night. You know, I'm bad with doing things necessarily on the day. So that's why I never really did it because I'd remember like two weeks later. But all my, I don't want to say all my life, but all of my Hecate life I have always known it to be August 13th, and I don't know where the hell November 16th came up. I mean, I kind of worship her and and praise her every day, every year. But yeah, I always thought it was August 13th, so I'm not sure what's going on here, because I've also recently found something online that said January 31st is her feast day. What what the what the hell? What the I hell? I think she has a lot of feast days. I did find a Pathios article, and I I do love everybody who contributes to that. But um, someone else had the same question. You know, where did this November sixteenth Hecate night come from? And no one's really sure. It does seem to be one of those that mostly seems to be a a made up modern date with with some vague ties to historical dates that someone pulled in. But I still think it's kind of cool. It doesn't seem to have a very long history, but I'm okay with having extra days to celebrate Hecate. I just don't want anyone calling it an ancient rite when it doesn't appear to be more than maybe 10, 12 years old. You know what I like about the November date more than the August date is I do feel she's kind of more of a goddess of the night, quote unquote, and she fits in more with the darker part of the year than summer. You know what I mean? I agree. And plus, it was this half of the year when she took up the torch to follow Demeter around the world, trying to figure out where Hades had taken Persephone. So it really fits. It kind of fit in my mind because of that story. But basically, I really can't find anything other than possibly there's a feast to St. Hilda on November 17th. 
Uh-huh. And she might possibly be like an amalgamation of a bunch of goddesses, including Hecate. But there's really no historical basis. Cool date. Love the idea. Doesn't have a very long history. Still like it, though. Well, I just kind of, I'm not always great with dates. And, you know, like last year and the year before, I wished you a happy birthday, either the day before or the day after. Whatever. I did it. That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. I celebrate her when I celebrate her. And if it is on some made up day great and if it's on whatever day i do it you know her and i are good she knows my intent and i think that's another thing to remember with deity whatever agreement you have amongst you and your deity that's what's going to work if you have made an agreement to leave an offering for hakate every day on your altar you better stick to your agreement right you know if you've decided every 30th of the month to do that just stick to it whatever you come up with whatever works for you and feels right between you and your deity or deities, just try and stick to it as best you can. You don't have to go by what works for someone else. And just like we would always tell you, don't don't break a promise to people. Don't break a promise to your deity. Yeah, those are pretty serious, actually. <laughs> Especially Hecate, because she'll whoop your ass and get <laughs> And been there, done that. You don't want to go down that road. Not a fun time. You know, we kind of talk about, I don't want to say the the darker aspects, but, you know, don't get me wrong. She is also on the flip side, compassionate, loving, and a wise guide. You know, kind of that I'm going to force you to learn your lesson. And then when you do, I'm going to help pick you up. You know, so there there is a sense of, a loving aspect, a caring aspect, but after you've done the work. With yes. with Hikate, you have to do the work. And she'll make you. She'll make you. But why why is she a trend right now? Do you know? I think it's because it's the rise of witchcraft. I think because she's the queen of witches and of witchcraft, she is rising right along with all of us. I think her energy right now is is soaring and is so big because witchcraft is coming into its own. I mean, look at us all. We're everywhere. I'm loving this so much. I'm loving our listeners reaching out to us, people saying that they're finding community through us, you know, they're they're finding validation. And I just see I see it everywhere. I see other podcasts and websites and books and and there's so much out there. I just think it's the rise of witchcraft. She's rising along with it. I love that. And you know, we actually uh, will be having a, a episode coming out here shortly where Layla and I were a guest on a different podcast. And one point that we made on that is not only is there a rise in witchcraft as a whole, but I feel more men are coming out of the broom closet. And that is huge. And that is awesome. And Welcome to the fold. <laughs> I love seeing everybody claiming the title of a witch. It's a beautiful thing to see. But yes, hopefully next week we should be on YouTube. You'll get to see our beautiful faces on the YouTube of the lovely Morgan from Busy Gritty Inked and Witchy. And do not judge us. I was so anxiety ridden about being on camera that, you know, if you go look at that and I look like a, a, a weirdo. Oh, you're gorgeous. I had anxiety. Girl, you're gorgeous. Don't even don't even worry about it. But yes, you'll get to see our lovely faces on her channel. Hopefully next week we will put a link 
to her Instagram and her YouTube so y'all can find it. I, I, I do want to just real quick with the Hakate thing. I just want to say, don't force it. If you have a connection, great. But don't think that because she's an internet trend or a TikTok trend, that that is who you have to connect to. There are literally, like the book I use, 10,000 goddesses and 10,000 gods. My my hope is that Layla and I will come back and over time pick a few other ones and, and do episodes on individual ones other than Hikate. But she's not the only option just because she's all over social media. So if she doesn't work for you, it is okay. But if she does work for you, strap in, friends. If you want to call to Hikate, the best thing to do, I would say, would be to have a place set for her or, or have your altar set up for her, maybe with crescent moons, maybe with honey cakes. A key. Definitely keys. Certainly keys, especially found keys. Any keys you have found are sacred to Hakate. Or if you just go buy some old keys, that works too. Or like Shell said, I love this idea, Shell, is the paper keys. Put it on some parchment paper or put it on some type of really thin paper. Make your keys that way. For my altar, I have actual uh, skeleton keys. But when I leave offerings at Crossroads, I don't want to leave my cool old antique skeleton key. Exactly. So yeah, you don't want to leave those anywhere. Plus, you know, litter, that's not so great. Purple and black candles is what I use for Hikate on my altar. Are there any incenses that you like for Hikate? Yeah, like like a cedar. That could be a me thing, but cedar-based stuff I like for her. Really kind of musty smell. And I don't know, maybe it's because I sometimes see her as that witch in the woods kind of persona, but musty type smells like oak, sage, cedar. I burn a lot of wood type stuff. I also like the the resin type incenses for her too, like the copal and dragon's blood in resin form is really nice. They're very smoky. Smoky incense make me think of her. And her colors, red, black, and white, your traditional goddess, maiden, mother, crone type colors, triple goddess colors. Yeah. Uh, A torch is also, candles are great to represent her as well. Dog hair, I found, is a good offering for her. Where where do you freaking get dog hair? That is one of one offering that you can leave at the crossroads for her. And if you no, want but I'm to, saying, where do you obtain that? If you have a dog. I don't. Then you would not make that offering. <laughs> well, Hakate and I, we have an understanding with the cats. We're good. And you can also, a couple things I've seen mentioned that I really liked to um, show devotion to Hakate. Another good offering is an act of service. If you go to a shelter and help with the dogs there, walk a dog don't have to foster them or anything, but if you can help at a dog shelter or go to a cemetery and clean up the cemetery, uh, she is a goddess of guiding the dead. And so well, doing that can be an act of service as well. Or helping a friend, because remember the whole- Ride or die, bitches. Ride or die. And I, one of the things, you know, I didn't think about it at the, at the time, but now that you mention it, I have been helping a friend for the last day or two. So I've been channeling my Hakate energy. We had a couple technical issues this week and Layla was off the hook and I channeled Hakate and got her back on track. You did. You gave me the tough love to keep going. Actually, you have been, it's been a shit week and you have been absolutely wonderful. So thank you for being. And I'm usually the crazy one. (laughs) It's been a crazy week, but it's been a lot of fun too. But 
I think the the last thing I want to say before we end for today is if she works for you, it will be the best experience ever. But if you don't jive with Hikate, don't worry just because everybody else is talking about her. Be like I was 25 years ago. Be different. Don't listen to people's bullshit and connect with who you connect with. And if it's her, great. And if it's someone else, great. Don't let other people's bullshit sway you. And if you want to worship with her just for one ritual or one spell, because she is the queen of witchcraft, that's fine too. You don't have to dedicate yourself to her for a year or a lifetime. You could just work with her for one ritual or one spell. Almost like a test drive. Or maybe her energy is exactly what you need for that particular ritual. That's okay too. Like, Like speed dating. Hey, Hakate, you want to do a ritual? See if, uh, you know, we got a connection? You're in such trouble. I can't believe I just equated working with Hakate to speed dating. She's going to fucking whoop my ass tonight. I know it. <laughs> Better go make some offerings. <laughs> so <Lord>. while Shell <laughs> while Shell go bake some key-shaped cookies, thank you Great. all so much for listening to Back on the Broomstick. Please like, subscribe, give us some stars. Let a friend know how much you like the show. Email us. We've been loving your comments. Where can they find us? Tell us where they can email us and find us. Oh, it's so difficult. Backonthebroomstick.com, our website, or Facebook slash Backonthebroomstick. Instagram at Backonthebroomstick. Or email us, Backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. Wow, that was, you know, I don't remember. What was that called again? Back (laughs) on the Broomstick. But thank you, everyone, who has sent in emails and messages. We really appreciate it. And we apologize for all the delays and hiccups from this past week. Thank you all so much for sticking with us. It was Hikate kicking Layla's ass, just saying. Probably was. Keep it with you guys. Hail Hikate.